1: you are Locked On Chargers, your daily San Diego Chargers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked
0: On, locked on with Derek Togeson, your man's request. Locked On like fever, i receiving number one. Locked On, Locked On, no fluff, real talk by Derek Togeson. Locked On, Locked On, drop knowledge, always polish five days, yeah, we on. Locked on, locked on, no fluff, real talk by Derek Togason. Locked on, locked on, realness. Like Corey, we legit. Say it like you mean it. Pronounced legit. Here you get all the real that you miss. Real content, real scoops, realness, this, Way better than the average. Real high marks. While we selling for average. We don't play games when we do. We ain't average. Social media savages. Locked on with Derek Togason. Your man's requested.
1: Greetings, Chargers fans. Welcome to the Locked On Chargers podcast. I am your host, Derek Togerson. Locked On Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcasting Network. Your team every day, even in the offseason. Well, not offseason for, you know, 12 NFL teams. Offseason for 20 NFL teams. One of them being the San Diego Chargers. Um. Now, uh, not sure if you guys heard no oh, by the way once again I'm Derek Togerson I'm your host you can find me on Twitter at Derek NBC SD or on Facebook Derek Togerson NBC 7 San Diego uh, by the way thank you and hello to my listeners in Abu Dhabi and Israel thanks guys It was nice to meet you on Twitter last night after uh, that 37 27 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs to end the season drop the Chargers to 5 and 11 now Uh, Again, I'm not sure if you guys heard this or not, but uh, after the game, the Chargers allowed Mike McCoy, their head coach, to go to the podium, talk to the media. I even asked him, hey, Mike, have you coached your last game with the San Diego Chargers? And he said that he hoped to be back next year. About 25 minutes after that, they fired head coach Mike McCoy. Didn't tell the players, didn't tell McCoy. In fact, I talked to multiple players today. Guys were saying that they found out on Twitter or uh, they got a mobile alert, or that one guy said his wife told him when he got home because she saw a mobile alert, uh, somebody got a text from a buddy. The, the Chargers are they're finding a way to handle this terribly, which is kind of the Chargers way to handle things terribly. So uh, got to talk to uh, John Spanos and Tom Telesco, John Spanos, of course, the son of Dean and the director of football operations, about what happened, why this went down. And uh, I mean, we all, we all kind of had a good feeling that Mike McCoy was going to be gone. And the interesting part here is they did it on Sunday night and they did it without really telling anybody they were going to be doing it. And they let, you know, you know Mike McCoy go through the whole rigmarole of actually doing a press conference and having hope and then dropping that bombshell on us all. Uh, Spano said logistically he thought that was the best way to go about doing it. I don't know if that's true. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. I don't run an NFL football team. Um, but John did come out and say uh, today, uh, kind of gave us a reason why they let McCoy go uh, last night. One of the reasons was they said they wanted that extra 12 hours to work and compile a list of potential candidates. They do have a list of potential candidates. They would not tell us who was on that list, although it did leak that. Uh, they are asking for permission for a few guys. Uh, we'll get that list as, as we move along here and then start speculating later in the week on who they should bring in and what would be good. Today we're going to handle what went down, and we don't get to hear from John very much. So let's listen to John Spanos with his opening statements in the press conference this afternoon of, of why they decided to make the move on Sunday nights and what really led to the downfall of Mike McCoy in the end of his tenure as the Chargers head football coach.
0: You know, I guess I want to start by just thanking Mike McCoy for his professionalism, his dedication, his hard work. Um, You know, Mike is a man of high character. Uh, I consider him a friend. So, you know, those types of factors make decisions like this tough. But ultimately, um, it was a decision that I felt had to be made. I think it's a decision that's in the best interest of the team. Uh, You look at the last two years, certainly from a a win-loss record standpoint, uh, haven't been good enough. Um, you know, despite our record, though, the last two years, I really do believe there are a lot of good pieces on this team, and it's going to be our goal to keep adding more of those pieces, and uh, that starts with hiring the next head coach.
1: Okay, so the search for the new guy starts immediately. Um, th- this I actually saw Coach McCoy walking out, and I'll tell you, I've been a very, very harsh critic of Mike McCoy over the years, especially the last two years. Um, he was actually extremely cordial, and I will give him full marks for the kind of human being that he is. He's a, a good dude. He walked into the media center and said, "Hey guys, you know what? I'm, I, it was a pleasure working with you. I'm sorry I didn't answer all the questions all the time, but you know, thanks for our time together, and I'll miss you, and I'll see you later." And when he did that, I went, "Whoa, that that was a classy." move. He didn't have to do that. He felt the need to do that. Um, he will be a coach somewhere next year. I doubt he'll be getting any head coaching interviews, but you know, that, that, that touched me legitimately touched me that he would do something like that. Um, so coach McCoy, thank you for doing that from the media's um, perspective. And I think I speak for all of us when I say that class move. Thank you for doing that. We do wish you the best good football coach, bad head football coach. So I hope he lands somewhere, you know, get, takes his family to a nice place and is able to uh, continue his career in, in, in a good spot. Uh, you know, decent dude. So Coach McCoy, we do wish you the best in whatever endeavor you happen to have uh, coming up next. So that was, that was a nice little touch today that I thought was, was, was solid uh, just before we actually did talk to, uh, to John and Tom. Uh, then John was asked a little bit about uh, something he said in his statement that, he, that was sent out uh, when they did actually fire Coach McCoy. And that was the demanding standards that they have set with the San Diego Chargers. And that caught my eye as well. And he was asked directly about that and whether or not uh, these demanding standards that he claims to have set up throughout the organization apply to him and his front office mates as well. Listen to this.
0: First and foremost, it starts at the top. I mean, we all, when you are coming off of two years like we've had from a win-loss standpoint, everyone in the building has to do their job better. And you know we I totally validate that and acknowledge that, and that's what we plan to do. Um, you know, at the same time, we all we're all in this for one reason. That's you know you're in it to win Super Bowls, and that's that's what we're working hard towards doing. And I think if you don't have demanding standards, you're never going to get there. You know, I look at this team and this, this you know what we've done in my time being here, and you know we're not used to losing. I mean, this is our first uh, back-to-back losing season in over 14 years. So. You know, it's not something we're used to and it's not something that we plan to you know be okay with and so i think you have to have demanding standards
1: now i know what you're thinking you're thinking how delusional these people have to be to think they haven't lost a whole lot around uh, chargers park and i think that is a perfect microcosm it's an indicator of the disconnect that the spanos family has between ownership and the fan base, they see a non-losing record as winning. And that's not the case in the National Football League. Now, John also did say, you know, you're in this to win Super Bowls, and that's the reason that you're here. Um, but having, during that same time frame, the 14 years he talked about, they won four playoff games. That's it. That's it. The Packers won four playoff games in 2010 when they won the Super Bowl. That This is is—it's—it's this is, ridiculous. Re- ridiculous how they the the level of, of of success that's perceived by the ownership group here is just not having a losing record that's it it that that is not going to pass muster with NFL fans and with the National Football League in general as you said you're here to win Super Bowls so start winning some Super Bowls now who are they going to look into we'll get to some specific names as I said later but uh, Tom Telesco told us, what's he looking for, looking for a guy who can lead, a guy who um, can motivate, a guy who can communicate, a guy who can listen, a guy who can, you know, you know scheme up things. They're looking for a guy with a, with a very, you know, particular set of skills, if you will. And um, the problem with that is it's good to have that pie in the sky mentality, but you have to pay for those kinds of people. And the history of the Chargers suggests that they're not going to pay for those kinds of people. So what we're probably going to get is not like uh, you know a Sean Payton or uh, anybody like that, somebody with previous head coaching experience, even a Josh McDaniels. Though I think he, I don't think he's the right guy for this job either, and I'll explain that you know later in the week. But uh, I just, I, I think the Chargers were going to end up with either someone from the college ranks. Or not Jim Harbaugh, get that out of your head right now. Not Bob Stoops, not Nick Saban, get those out of your head right now. Maybe David Shaw, I might be able to plug him out of Stanford. And I, I think I would love to see David Shaw come down here. But again, very happy at the college level. Great football coach. Um, I think he'll get interviews. I just I think it's going to take a lot to pry him out of Palo Alto, and the Chargers simply won't ante up to get him out of there. So I can, I can see... I can see maybe the 49ers doing that. They had a lot of success when they pulled the last Stanford coach out. That was Jim Harbaugh. Um, So you didn't have to pay Shaw to get him out of college. He's happy being there. He loves what he does, coaching the kids and teaching the kids. Um, You're going to find out it's going to be somebody. It's going to be another coordinator who doesn't have any head coaching experience who just wants to get that first job so they can lowball and pay him in the bottom third of the league an NFL head coach money because, like I said, you have to pay. You're talking about you know, $7 bucks a year, $6, 7000000 bucks a year to a head football coach in order to get a really, really good one, and the Chargers are not going to do that. They're going to go bargain basement again, try and hope that they hit on somebody like they did with Bobby Ross. They had no idea Bobby Ross was going to be as good a head coach as he turned out to be. They were shopping in the bargain bin, and they found one, and they happened to luck into a guy who turned into a fantastic football coach. That, that was really the only reason... That they, that they went to that Super Bowl when they you know, lucked into Bobby Ross. Well, the reason they've had Marty Schottenheimer here f- for the years that they did was because the Redskins were paying half of his salary. The Spanos family doesn't pay coaches, and unless that somehow changes and you know Dean loosens those purse strings and decides he's going to pay a real head football coach, that is not going to change overnight for this team. So what are we going to get? Like I said, probably a coordinator. Who is you know, going for his first job, or somebody like Norv Turner, who's just you know hanging on desperate for that one more chance to be a head football coach, he'll take whatever chance he can possibly get. Now, the other thing to look at here is this is very likely going to accelerate the dates of the announcement on whether or not the Chargers go to Los Angeles, because any candidate is gonna walk in here and say, hey, where are you guys playing next year? I, for all speculation, going to LA, staying in San Diego. They're going to have to say, listen, we're going or we're staying. They're going to have to make some kind of an announcement, and a lot sooner than January 15th, which, oh, by the way, also, it's a Sunday. It's a playoff Sunday, and the day before that is a playoff Saturday. So the Chargers are not – I'm sure Dean is going to wait and try and sneak it in, so it's you know not real big news. Sneak it in under the radar there on one of those days. But I can totally see Roger Goodell saying, Dean – do it before that. Don't you dare try and steal the thunder of NFL playoff weekend. You know, do it as soon as you can if you have to do it that Friday, which would be Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. And, oh, what would be more deliciously ironic than having that be the day the Chargers announce whether or not they're going to Los Angeles, giving everything and everything that we have had to go through for two years with this entire organization and this this, uh, uh, this ordeal, this saga. Uh, man, alright, so we'll get more into that as we get along during the week um, I'm Derek Togerson, host of Locked On Chargers Thank you again so much for listening We will talk to you all on a Tuesday Have some more coach speculation uh, It's going to get interesting folks Go Bolts You are Locked On Chargers Your daily San Diego Chargers podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network Your team, every day what
0: you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone So I'm deleting some stuff by singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding
1: ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. <laughs> really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free k 20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile Network. See store for details and terms and conditions.